Kings were introduced to the world over a decade ago, and their popularity has only been increasing since, with a particularly sharp rise in recent years as governments and large companies have been issuing them as a way to finance green energy projects. I'm Emma-Jane Joyce, Senior Manager for Sustainability at NTMA, and with me today is my colleague Mark Merrigan. Mark is Head of Bond Products in our Funding and Debt Management Unit, and we'll be discussing the topic of green bonds. It's almost becoming the norm. Investors are focusing on you know, not just your credit rating um, and, and how much money they're going to lend to you based on that, but they're focusing on your, you know, your environmental and social and governance position. We kicked off the conversation today by looking at what exactly is a green bond. A regular government bond, for the want of a better phrase, uh, is simply a loan. Um, in terms of uh, how it differs from a green bond, which we issue, well, Financially, it's the same construction. However, proceeds from that sale of that green bond is allocated to environmentally friendly and climate friendly projects, which the government is already uh, engaged in. And we then report on those projects how much those projects have received in allocations on an annual basis. That's in our allocation report. And then we report a year later uh, when the information is made available to us on the impacts of those allocations. So can you tell me why um, Ireland has issued green bonds? So back in 2017, 2018, when we were planning uh, to look at this market, we saw that um, France and Belgium had, and Poland uh, had, had entered this uh, market and that it's a, a deep and uh, evolving market. Um, and we thought, well, there were a couple of factors. Really, the first was that this would provide uh, good diversification uh, from an issuer's perspective. Uh, and secondly, it would allow us uh, to, uh, to allocate proceeds to climate-friendly uh, projects, which the government was already engaged on and was reporting on uh, every year already. In fact, the Department of Public Expenditure and Reform uh, was already doing that. And Ireland had already joined the OECD Collaborative on Green Budgeting. Um, so we thought it was a great opportunity to, to look at this. And we, we spoke to many um, uh, people in the market at the time. Um, and in October 18, having gotten put together a framework as to how it was going to work, and having had that framework approved uh, by a government decision, uh, we entered the market in October uh, 2018 uh, and launched a three and a half uh, billion deal. Um, and uh, that particular bond, which we issued, matures in uh, 2031. Um, we've got that bond up to an outstanding amount of 6.85 billion now, having uh, issued uh, on several occasions over the last few years. And we have been able to allocate uh, total proceeds of 7.3 billion uh, to climate-related uh, uh, um projects. Um, and in fact, uh, as we are recording this, uh, we have, uh, we plan to issue our fourth allocation report. Um, That's the annual allocation report and our third uh, impact uh, report. And uh, listeners can view those on the, uh, on the NTMA website. And you'll see that there are about 19 different programs and projects uh, to which we've been able to allocate. And these would include uh, clean water delivery, uh, wastewater management, um, uh, public transport projects, um, 
retrofitting projects, climate mitigation projects such as um, just flood relief projects, etc. So uh, a, a very broad spectrum uh, of projects in there. Perhaps we'll come back to the mm-hmm. to the different projects and maybe first you take a step back, um, you know, to uh, who, you know, so NTMA is issuing these bonds on behalf of government, mm. but who then invests in them? Like, is there significant demand from investors for this type of project? There is. And in fact, the green social and sustainable market, as it's called now, uh, was a total of one trillion dollars um, globally in 2021. Um, and that's expected to expand by a further 30% in 2022. It may actually, it may actually be greater because there's been quite a run at it recently. Um, and the Climate Bonds Initiative, uh, which is a, an NGO, which is, um, um, I guess, a, a, a huge advocate for this particular market, is calling for a five trillion market per year from 2025 onwards. So in terms of the mobilization of capital into uh, green and climate related investment, uh, it, it, it's almost becoming the norm. Um, you know, this is very much mainstream. And while our green, uh, our green bond portfolio in relation to our overall portfolio uh, is still relatively small, um, uh, it, this is the way this is the way things are going. Investors are focusing on you know, not just your credit rating um, and, and how much money they're going to lend to you based on that, but they're focusing on your, you know, your environmental and social and governance uh, um, position. Uh, so very much, very much in the mainstream now. Uh, investors in Irish government bonds are generally uh, core European investors, such as Germany, France, uh, Italy, etc., uh, with some interest from um, America and Asia. Um, green bonds, uh, roughly the same pattern, um, but there's a huge amount of Nordic interest where investors are, 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 are very focused um, on, on countries' green credentials and also you know, more interest in Asia in green as well. So it's certainly an additional selling point uh, when, we are, uh, when we are selling uh, new debt. Mark, so disclosure is a very important uh, principle around sustainability and NTMA is very focused on I suppose, providing information to its stakeholders in terms of sustainability. You've used the phrase that, you know, uh, green bonds issuance has become more mainstream and also, um, you know, that the government had wanted to, I suppose, fund climate friendly projects. Mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, that brings us on to, to understanding, you know, how do you assure investors that the the money is going towards green projects? You know, what type of governance structures are around that or what type of assurance happens to give um, comfort to investors around the green bond? Absolutely. So the whole green bond project uh, is actually, in Ireland, is actually uh, down to a government decision, which binds in quite a number of government departments. So that would include the NTMA as, as an agency, Department of Finance, which chairs the group, the Department of Public Expenditure and Reform, which really does most of the number crunching, and the Department of the Environment, Climate and Communications. The working group is responsible for uh, the allocation of the proceeds raised from sovereign green bonds and responsible for gathering the impacts, the 
climate related impacts uh, from the projects which receive those uh, allocations so so in essence the working group is responsible for the for the reporting and the numbers are based largely on uh, audited figures uh, which the CNAG uh, has reviewed um, and all of the figures are essentially public uh, people can view them on on the on the deeper website uh, as at the time of recording that uh, we've been able to allocate a further one billion um, of proceeds uh, across uh, 19 uh, climate related projects which the government has uh, engaged in and I, I mentioned some of them earlier public transport delivery uh, clean water delivery uh, flood relief projects um, peatlands restoration would be an another example uh, sustainable energy projects, uh, grants for electric vehicles. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're kind of typical projects which receive allocations. And then there's a compliance review done by a company called Sustainalytics. Um, and it checks, it does an assurance review on, on all of the numbers, uh, both the allocation figures and also on the impacts. In terms of the of the impacts now the impacts are there's a slight time delay on the impacts relative to the allocation so they will be based on the money spent in 2020 uh, and we actually spent three billion um, uh, allocated three billion to uh, climate related projects in 2020 slight tapering in 2021 because uh, uh, we simply uh, didn't have enough money to allocate us to so many projects and we haven't been able to issue enough bonds uh, to, uh, to to cover it. Um, so that, that's something that, uh, that that's a little bit of a challenge at the moment that we're dealing with. Um, but in terms of the um, of the impacts, you have things such as the annual energy savings from the sustainable energy programs. A uh, number of homes renovated uh, under those programs as well. Uh, carbon reduction um, based on the number of uh, grants provided to uh, for, for electric vehicles. Um, the amount of passenger journeys uh, uh, which provided by public transport. Like the entire uh, public service provision payments, these are the um, the subsidies to the uh, public transport companies that that comes entirely from the uh, uh, from the uh, the green bond allocation. So, um, and then there's things like the additional kilometres of greenways built, etc., which I think people will be quite familiar with. So it sounds to me like the you know your role is very much following the entire life cycle of the green bond right through from issuance to the different reporting um, stages. Yeah, absolutely. So, so there will be the, these two annual reports right up until uh, the green bond actually matures. But quite honestly, as long as you're issuing green bonds, you're going to be doing this, you know, at, for, for forever, really. <laughs> um, because this is going to be a very important part of our diversified market going forward. So, Mark, with this market only set to grow into the future, you know, what type of regulatory change are you expecting to really help identify what a climate-friendly bond is and ultimately avoid greenwashing? Yeah, so it's a great question. And um, the key thing that's on our desk at the moment is the EU green bond standard, uh, which is uh, designed to provide a formal, a voluntary formal structure for issuers to opt into to get a label 
um, from the EU saying that they are um, they're fully compliant and that there is no greenwashing going on. Um, and we are doing a lot of the things already which that green bond standard will require, such as the annual uh, reporting, um, having an external reviewer on board, for example. So we're pretty much compliant with all of that, and most sovereigns would be. And the, the standard really is was really designed for corporates, but of course sovereigns uh, are, are likely to, uh, to get on board there, particularly to get uh, the private sector on board and the corporate sector on board. So... So there's that. And then the EU has also designed a, uh, a, a taxonomy. And this is a kind of a codification system of um, economic activities. And without getting into it in huge detail, because it's something we could probably talk about all day, um, the, the, those activities then are subject to screening criteria um, uh, to identify to what extent uh, they are environmentally friendly. And also then there are certain concepts around those activities, such as uh, to do no significant harm uh, to um, all of the various uh, uh, environmental objectives that the EU has, uh, has, has announced. So quite a formal structure coming down the road there, and it, it will be a, a, an interesting challenge to weave that into our, into our framework at some point. Um, some countries have started that process, uh, such as uh, so Belgium and the Netherlands uh, in, in recent times. Um, so, yeah, that, I think they are really, really the key things. But we'll also be watching out for competing taxonomies. I mean, our, our market is a, is a global one. Um, while a lot of investors are in Europe, um, I, think, uh, I think we'll be watching out for competing taxonomies um, and what happens there. Um, and we certainly are aware that more are are are, are coming. Um, so I think they they are the they are the key the key things, and uh, we'll we'll certainly be keeping up to speed on all that. And obviously, the taxonomy is still in development, per, per se. Um, mm. You know, at a if you were to look at the the green brand projects today, you know, would they be compliant with? the taxonomy as it currently stands or would you expect that it's a 5%, 10%, 20%, 50% mm. compliance across the, the projects? I mean, for example, um, our public transport in Ireland is mostly uh, diesel powered at the moment. And of course, we are transitioning to electric over the coming years and that's been well signalled. I mean, in Europe, um, most of the train network is, is, is electric. Mm -hmm. So in terms of passing the emissions uh, screening criteria, uh, that's certainly a challenge. Um, but having said that, uh, public transport of any type is, uh, is of course greener than people all driving around in private cars. Um, and that's how investors see it at the moment. So um, it, this will be really a matter for investors to decide over the coming years that the, 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 the screening criteria that are there are a formal structure that's been put in place, which will probably evolve based on, on need. Um, but, uh, but for us, the most important thing is what, what are investors thinking of this? Because it's actually investors who buy these, uh, buy these green bonds. So, yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, hot developing area Hot topic at uh, the, the whole time yeah
sounds like such um, a diverse and varied uh, range of, of different projects that really sort of outline Ireland's commitment to uh, a transition to a low carbon uh, and climate resilient and environmentally sustainable economy, touching on sort of all aspects uh, across all sectors. Um, can you tell me a little bit about how this, I suppose, programme of, of, of investment maps to the government's climate action plan and also the national development plan? Sure. Yeah. So pretty much all of these projects that I mentioned are in the are in the national development plan. Um, and when we launched the, uh, the the green bond program, we estimated that uh, roughly one in five euro in the national development plan was for uh, climate related uh, projects. And this was something that was very important for investors to know that there was a significant uh, a commitment uh, to those projects and and then the climate action plan really sets out how the government is going to go about doing that and that that's that's down to government policy which the NTMA is not directly involved in so so really our top take was that the there was a there was a big commitment in terms of the capital flows um, and the and the investment um, and the climate action plan then clearly delivers in terms of the, the detail on that, uh, which, as I said, is government policy. And it also sets out various obligations which the NTMA has in relation to, uh, to reporting. So fully tied in and fully lined up, uh, as you'd expect for a state body. Absolutely. And um, given the, I suppose, the ambition of the climate action plan and the number of different projects, you know, is it likely that there'll be further green bonds down the line? Yeah, I think so. So the, the, the pipeline which we've identified for uh, green projects over the coming years is roughly three billion per annum. Um, and that's probably the baseline case. Um, some of the large public transport projects such as the, the, the metro, etc., and, and some of the water projects um, are probably going to bring that up, you know, I suppose there's also then the fact that more and more government spending is going into green projects generally as well. So there'll be kind of an organic rise as well as these other projects which have a long, a long lead time on them. So you I mean you could be up to four or five billion per annum very, very quickly. Um, as I said earlier, we've issued um, uh, 6.85 billion um, nominally in, in those bonds. And I, I think, you know, there is plenty of space to issue more green bonds and um, the challenge will be to kind of uh, to intertwine that with uh, your vanilla bond issuance uh, so that's something that the funding and debt management team here discuss all the time in terms of our debt issuance strategy uh, so yeah so not in the business of making market any market <laughs> announcement. But we don't want uh, to. <laughs> no, no, no. But that 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 obviously will be price sensitive. But uh, but it's certainly something we're very focused on, and I think it will be fair to say that investors would expect us to issue a new green bond at some stage uh, over the next year or so. Thank you for listening to NTMA Talks. For more information on green bonds.